God bless you. It's Christian boy. And this is the final episode of James. We've come a long way in James. This is the final episode, chapter five, the final chapter in James. Only 19 verses in the last chapter of James. So let's do a little bit of a review. We started in James chapter one, started with patience. We went down to enduring temptation and we followed down slow to speak, slow to wrath. Hopefully you're still practicing that. And then we went down to being doers and not hearers only. And if you've been practicing slow to speak, slow to wrath, you're a doer, not a hearer only. Then we went into chapter two. Into favoritism, which is a very dangerous thing. Faith without works. Those are the two main parts of of chapter two. Chapter three, the tongue, the most strongest member of our body that can corrupt everything else. And then we went and talked about a little bit of wisdom, you know, the difference between uh, heavenly wisdom and earthly wisdom, which is usually sensual and demonic. Then we talked about pride, humility, the difference between pride and humility. Why he talks about he talks about the negative parts of pride and all the positiveness of humility, how God resists the prideful, but gives grace to the humble. Talked about judging others, speaking evil of another person, and talked about boasting about tomorrow. Lord wills instead of saying, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this or that. Now we're in chapter five, the final chapter in James. Hopefully you send a voice message in suggesting what book we should do next. So if you want to send a voice message in suggesting a book, go to anchor.fm forward slash Christian boy to send a message so we can get into the next chapter of the Bible and, you know, study on our word, get to know God a little bit more in 15 minutes or less. So without further ado, to waste no more time, let's get right into it. All right. James chapter five, verse one. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Indeed, the wages, the way, indeed the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. The cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of sabbath you have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury you have fattened your hearts as in the day of slaughter you have condemned you have murdered the just he does not resist you therefore be patient brethren until the coming of the lord see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job, 
has seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth with any other oath. But let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into temptation. All right. First, he goes off on all the rich Christians that were part of the church in those days. These things usually are most of these things apply to us today. We're focused on grabbing wealth and gaining wealth that we have forgotten that we live in a world that is going to end eventually. And we focus more on gaining wealth and collecting and focusing on our pleasures and our luxury and our relaxation that we do not realize that the day of condemnation is coming. So be aware of where you spend your time. Like we were talking about last week, be aware of how you spend your time. Think of ways that you can, you know, focus more on doing things of God instead of just spending all your time doing other things, draw near closer to God. Instead of spending time on your luxury, spend time on bettering the world for other people. All right. Then he goes into patience. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. He gives an example. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So, tells us to be patient just like a farmer is and to wait for us to gain what we have waited for farmers don't just put a seed in the ground and the next day earn fruit they have to work for it take care of the plant wait for it to bear fruit and when it bears fruit if they've done everything properly and if the seed is a good seed they finally get what they came for So it says, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So he says, he gives you an example of people who endured and who were patient. He said, my brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Job, if you do not know the story of Job, is a very, very, very heavy book. Job suffers for the entire book and only finds relief in the last, I believe, three to five chapters after suffering the whole book. And everyone wanting him to curse God, yet he constantly blessed God. He found no pleasure in his living, no pleasure in his situation, yet he continued to have patience and continued to serve God and live righteously, even though his situation was more than less than desirable, if I could say so myself. So then it goes to, but above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth. Or with any other oath. But let your yes be a yes. And let your no be a no. Lest you fall into judgment. Be honest. Don't swear by. Don't say I swear to God. Don't do that. (laughs) Or by anything else. For that matter. 
Say yes, no, be honest, do what you got to do. I think that verse 12 was very clear. Yeah. Anybody can understand. A year old could understand that verse. Verse 13. Is there in him any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone um, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the fa- of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your pres- trespasses one to another. Pray for one to another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and earth produced its fruits. This is this is a very this chap verse thirteen to verse eighteen is a very heavy heavy amount of verses because for one he says if any it starts off with if, if any among you suffering let him pray is any among you cheerful let him sing songs is any among you sick when he hits you with the sick let him call for the elders of the church let them pray over here him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord <sighs> when someone is sick when we're sick we need to call upon the people of the church to pray for us Elders should come anoint us with oil and pray for us. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. It says, if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. Then it, it, verse 16, I feel like it's telling you to have someone who's your accountability partner. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So, you know, have a, have someone that you can talk to when you fall into sin who can help lead you back to where you need to be with God. You know, everybody needs someone to hold them accountable. Not all, we don't always know when we're doing something that we're not supposed to. So I say, get an accountability partner. It may not be the person, may not be your best friend. Usually it's not your best friend. It's usually someone who you have a respect for that knows you. Usually, you know, they know you in and how you operate. That doesn't necessarily have to be your friend, but it should be someone that you respect and that understands the word of God and can help you when you fall into situations of sin and temptation. So get somebody who you can pray with and talk to when you fall into sin. Then he goes into an example of fervent prayer. Elijah prayed that it would not rain in and it did not rain for three years and six months. And then when he finally prayed for the rain, guess what? It rained and the land produced its fruits. That's the power of prayer. He says the fervent prayer of the righteous. Now, you can pray fervently, but if you're not righteous, <laughs> you have another thing coming for you. So the fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Then he goes, this is the end of the chapter right here. Finally, brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. All right. This has been the book of James. I told you this is one of my favorite books of the Bible. 
for multiple reasons. It gives you multiple examples, multiple reasons why James says what he says. He gives you scripture to back up everything that he says. And you really have no excuse but to say you're right about that. Let's let's do better on this part of our lives. So this is the end of this chapter. We're going to see where we're at next week. So hopefully you send in a suggestion for the next book. It may be your favorite book in the Bible. So send in a suggestion. Ah, you know where to go. Anchor.fm forward slash Christian boy to send us a suggestion for the next book we should read. The link is in the description. If you do not want to use the URL or type it in, it's in the description for you to click, pick the next book that we can read. So if anything, may the Lord bless you. I'll see you next time.